All right. Welcome, everybody. I am Zahid from Talks at Innovation Valley. And uh, you know that we present you amazing podcast almost every week. So today we have a very special guest, uh, Alexandra. Um, she was working with Cisco um, until the last month. She was working with Cisco as a CSR program manager for a part of the MENA region and also as a business development manager. So today is, today's topic is really, really uh, important and interesting. How to be good at business development. Everybody knows that business development is something which is core and central of any company or any business. So uh, being very experienced in this domain, Alexandra is with us. So uh, Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us and uh, really warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Zahid, for the lovely uh, introduction. And thank you for inviting me in this podcast. And I, I would love to share my, my experience uh, that I have been having in business development and different other fields along the time. Maybe yeah. someone will pick up something that would be useful for them. Thank you, Alexandra, and also giving opportunity to meet you at, you know, Cisco Dubai office. And it was really nice meeting to you there. So before, um, Alexandra, before I jump into the questions list, I would ask you to please tell a little bit about your background, your education, your interests, and your, your schooling, uh, how you jumped into tech, in, tech industry. Yeah. Sure. So, um, university, as my studies, I have been studying foreign languages and then economics. Then uh -huh. it was like Martin Luther King. I had a dream. So when Dubai put Burj Al Arab on the map, I knew I wanted to be here because I, I considered back then in the 2000, that it's a country with a vision, it's a country that moves only forward, and I would love to see myself part of that scenery. So that's why after I graduated, I moved here. And um, fortunately, or unfortunately, I moved in the same time with, with a crisis in 2009. So I have not seen the country that was before abundant and uh, amazing opportunities. When I came, everyone was struggling. So I started as my first job in hospitality here, working in a hotel. And then I continued working in account management, then uh, business development for a beauty company, then business development for a company that brought baby products to the region. Um, I organized corporate events, and after my corporate events uh, career ended, then I took a year where I freelanced mostly, where I was doing different stuff from business development on specific stuff like fashion, uh, again, some baby products, and organizing events. But I was interviewing on jobs for multinationals. So this is how I ended up having a job in Cisco for the past, um, I think, almost six years now. 
Yeah. Right. So, so diversified experience. I mean, a lot of experiences in project management and, you know, um, yeah. and the field, right. So, so, you know, that um, being, uh, you know, we are discussing today on the business development. So my first question is that what actually business development is and why this is important for the companies? So I would consider business development being, I think, one of the most important. I think, of course, def every department has its importance in the hierarchy of a company. But I would say business development is one of the main ones because it's a lot of relationship building and growing those relationships that will lead into uh, prospecting sales, uh, lead generation for the future. So I would say it's a long-term value for an organization in terms of business development. And every organization should, should think very truly with the person and the people which they are hiring for business development roles because it's... Um, I would say, from my opinion, now everyone is entitled to have different opinions. Uh, they need to be a people which have a high uh, EQ, um, extrovert, being comfortable, being put in different situations, front facing different nationalities, different types of people. Um, be able to think out of the box. So, yeah, I, I would say from my own opinion that it's not a job for someone which is an introvert. Right. So, um, Alexandra, how one can uh, estimate or understand about him or herself that if he or she is fit for the business development job, uh, and what do you think, what are the top qualities that a business development person must have before he or she jumps into this domain? I think for sure it should have sales skills in means of researching, prospecting, uh, working with different um, tech tools, which I believe after COVID it just increase the number of tools. I was reading an article and they say now uh, in 2023 onwards, uh, business development manager is expected to work with at least 10 tools from calls to CRMs, videos. So definitely has to have a, this knowledge, a good knowledge of their product, good communication, uh, in some cases, good at negotiation. Um, also have a project management uh, mentality in order of knowing how to engage with stakeholders, uh, understand risk management, create a, an introductory business management plan, which is like a stepping stone that can be continuously improved uh, through a year. 
And one of the most ones, which I, I think any, any person that works in business development should have it, it's an active listening. Because I feel a lot of people are just um, having knowledge of their product and they enter meetings like led by their ego that they, have no, they know they are good at what they are doing and maybe they trust the product a lot but they don't actively listen to the client's needs and engage with the client and ask as many questions as possible because at the end of the day, people buy from people that they trust. So once the client would feel that you created that bond and your interest is not solely in selling that specific product, I, from my experience, they felt much more comfortable in dealing with me. And even maybe if you don't have the, you don't need to get in small details in, because you'd work with different departments that will help you in the process. And I, I think the relationship building with a, with a client and getting its trust through active listening, empathy, respect, uh, good communication, not just listening to answer some question, try to understand what is behind it, as well a good understanding who is the decision maker, because maybe sometimes the people that you meet, they are not really the decision maker. So try to reach to the bottom of that. Maybe there are some phantom decision makers behind it and you need to get acquainted to that. So you know how to close a deal uh, in the fastest and more productive way possible. And of course, presentation skills. Right, right. So um, what do you think that being a business manager, how one could create a perfect business plan and what are the key steps to you know, create a really effective business plan. What are the general rules for it? Um, I think that the general rule would be to um, just set your vision. Know where you would see yourself in the next one year. Maybe you are focused in getting, like, I would refer to Cisco. I know that they were giving awards every year for chairman's club, money, bonuses. So maybe that's your vision for the next one year. Or maybe you want to close a certain number of deals, but set your vision right from the beginning because that will be the starting point from where you start building. And from there, you can see which is your target audience and do the research on that and assessing your business, seeing and interacting with different departments, seeing what are the pain points that maybe in the past they had interacting with clients, um, doing a research on your competitors, and then choose what business strategy you want to go forward. Maybe you want to position yourself as an expert and then you only take referrals or 
you go up there and you do the cold calling, send emails, introduce your business. So I, I believe that is like some of the steps that uh, you can use in building a business plan. First, set your vision, understand your business, uh, research your target audience as well as your competitors. And at the end, set your strategy right and the goals. And thus, of course, this would change because right now the climate, it's, it's all, all day changing. Something that worked one month back definitely maybe will not work in 12 months. So you have to be very adaptable to maybe the country environment, maybe the region environment. Right. And uh, what are some effective strategies to identify the potential market, potential customers, and how one can approach them to make contact with them, to build a rapport with them, to build relationship with them before doing the business? I would say um, from, from my experience, so in one of the previous jobs where I had no previous experience in that field, then I had to do cold calling, uh, arranging meetings where I would go and present our product. Uh, but for example, in Cisco, we'd work with the marketing department that will provide us with the lead generation. And we'll work, I would work with Salesforce and we'll be able to quantify which leads we are getting, what is the quality of the leads, what are they interested in, and I would be able to update the CRM. So when they would go for the sales manager, they would be able to see like what was their interest and the details of the discussion that we previously had on the topic. So I would say uh, right now, social media, definitely. And here, I, I think it's very diversified because it depends from one industry to the other. Um, I think you can create as well some buyer's persona where you can see what are the age, uh, spending habits, uh, and then you can have a clear view on people which are buying your product as well. You can use a search engine optimization tools for your website, uh, understand demographics. I think it's, it's very customizable on how you can find the, how you can interact with your clients. Because right. I would say maybe there are strategies that work in Middle East that, for example, in my country would not work. <laughs> right. So how do you differentiate between like business development and marketing? Because sometimes uh, the startup founders or, you know, the business people mix up the things. So um, is it the same thing, business development and marketing? or it depends on the structure of the company and what? I have not met so far. Maybe they are uh, a company that uh, combines marketing uh, and business development. 
But for example, in our case, we worked closely with marketing. Marketing would take care of um, more of creating the social media teaching of the concept of the product. And then we'd work hand in hand. And I would, once I interact with the prospective client, maybe us, the business development and the marketing could work on maybe targeted campaigns or webinars or seminars or events for specific things. But I would say marketing is extremely important, especially nowadays when people are all over the social media, phones, at least two hours per day. Um, I think it's really interconnected with business development. And I, uh, for example, in I worked with our marketing department in US and they wanted for me to share my expertise on the field with a customer in order for them to customize the campaigns. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So although it depends in, I mean, this is different in every industry that how you uh, maintain the relationship with your customers. Yeah. But what are the general rules and general strategy to maintain the relationship with the customers. I mean, how to nurture that, you know, sometimes what happens is that companies just sell the thing and forget the customer. It's not something that works long-term. So how to maintain it in long-term? I mean, to win the loyalty of the customer for lifetime. Yes. Um, I would say because one of my mm, second job here as an account manager, like it was something like this. It would go through the sales and then once the account was onboarded, then it would reach to me. The salesperson, like you mentioned, would have sold his mother if it was possible. Right. So once the account would come to me, it would be full of challenges because of course the salesperson will overpromise and underdeliver. Mm -hmm. um, but being myself an extrovert and loving interacting with humans, I love to listen to everyone. So even at the beginning, I would just have one hour, two hour calls with people that would keep on shouting, telling their concerns and how they were thinking they were onboarding into something else and they would have different capabilities of using and uh, when I was presenting what they can actually do, of course, it was a bit of resistance at the beginning. But trying to let them vent out and try to understand their challenges and be there for them and not try to avoid it, like, I think that's very common here. Like, they just try to avoid or pretend they're busy or try to pass it on to a different department without taking the real responsibility. Because at the end, we are all humans. We are prone to mistakes. These are happening, but the way you deal with the other person, and even if you are not able to maybe solve a challenge for them, but they would see that you are there besides them and you are engaged in the project, they will trust you more. And 
they will love to work with you in the future. So I believe this trusting um, and building this long-term relationship, it's the most relevant in business development. Because even if you change industries, like I have now clients from my second job, exactly when I was doing a company, and they still there like, oh, come to our office, let me talk what you have been up to. And I know maybe if I go into something that I need to sell them something, they will still, I will still have their ear because I have not cheated them. I didn't over promise. I presented the challenge to them and I stood by them when they needed. And maybe at that time, 10 years, 13 years back, maybe I didn't solve a challenge for them, but they appreciated that I didn't hid behind the problem or avoided them. So at the end of the day, I think as long as you trust yourself and your values, and again, that depends mostly on your values because people behave differently. Um, I think everyone would be able to build long-term trusting relationships. And of course, knowing your business. That's one of the most important. A very quick answer on one, one, one little tiny question on the same thing. What things kill the relationship? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, not knowing your business, going unprepared, uh, trying to pitch more than understanding the client needs. Um, lying or over-promising. I think this definitely, maybe it's because I feel it's very short term and I'm a huge believer in karma and whatever you put out there, you get it. So I would never try to behave with my customers different than I would behave with my parents or with my, my friends. Because I know my values are aligned on that. But some people maybe are just looking for a short-term sales and they would be like, yeah, yeah, I, maybe I can overpromise something, doesn't matter. Maybe in the next year I will not even be here. So it doesn't really matter in building a relationship. So again, that depends on each other motivation and values. But I would say not building the trust and not letting the customer see that you know your product, you trust your product and you have confidence that your product is good, as well as properly listening to them and trying to understand their pain points. I think that's one of the most amazing things like that you can do in building a, a relationship with a with a with a prospective client even colleague or manager and it should be an open communication at the end even if sometimes and not not take things personally because it's sometimes like if a client comes and bursts into a rage with you it's maybe it's nothing towards you personally. Maybe he's going through something and you are the first person he's interacting after he had a call or he went through something. So 
always take things out of perspective and uh, don't react to it. Right. So, so right. I totally agree. What are, while writing the business plans, the solid business plans, what are the common mistakes that business developers make and how they could avoid the mistakes? Uh, well, I would say um, some of the mistakes would be maybe, like I said, the lack of consistency, lack of um, CRM documentation, forgetting the follow-ups, uh, over-promising and under-delivering, um, avoiding the elephant in the room, like when a challenge uh, is happening, they try to avoid it. Um, not, not making enough efforts to build the relationship, as well as maybe lacking the organization and the process. Because as a business development, you should think like a chess player, maybe five moves ahead. So I, I think, and as well, not believing in what you are selling. I think this this are, would be some of the biggest mistakes that a business development could do. Right. And uh, what, how do you measure the business development success? What are the KPIs and what metrics should be in the tracking sheets? Mm. To see if you really are building the business. So in my in my previous role, we quantify we had some KPIs in terms of um, the sales pipeline, the conversion rate. Usually, it was a conversion rate per quarter that I would be doing. When I would compare the number of leads I had received from the marketing uh, and how many leads I have converted. In my and as well, I would make a plan every beginning of the week on how many calls am I going to make this week, how many meetings I'm going to set up, uh, if um, how many networking events I can attend, or try to interact with my peers in different other companies uh, and try to arrange a meeting with them so maybe we can do a joint event eventually or like at least getting acquainted to each other and sharing some knowledge. Because at the end of the day, I, didn't, I never saw other companies as competitors because everyone came with their own, like Oracle would come with something uh, Microsoft would come Election. with yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, there was a little bit problem in the connection. So can you please repeat your last 15 seconds? Okay, okay, sure. On the same question, yeah. Uh, uh, how to track the business development success, how to measure the success, yeah. Okay. So uh, I was mentioning that in my last role, uh, what we were doing, we were quantifying per quarter. So per quarter, we'd see how many number of leads we had received, how many leads marketing generated, and how many we got converted. And of course, there was an explanation besides it and why and what was the discussion with 
that specific targeted client. Um, so I would say uh, um, the KPI was more on the conversion rate between the marketing lead generation and what I have converted. And I would make a plan at the beginning of each week on how many calls am I going to do that week, who I'm going to call, uh, who I'm going to network from my field, from different multinationals, so I can interact with my peers, try to understand what they are doing as well as share what I'm doing right now and maybe work on maybe a joint event in the future. Um, see if I get referrals from um, the account managers in Cisco that they would be interested in joining the program. Uh, how many meetings I would have scheduled. So I would try to make this plan at the beginning of each week so I can see at the end of the week, like what was my productivity level. But overall, uh, I told you it was more on the uh, lead generation comparing with the conversion. Right. And uh, what are some effective strategies to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to network with the people? I, I think the most common is LinkedIn right now. Really? Yeah, I would say it's definitely the most common. I think because the same. LinkedIn is so powerful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You meet with people that you have would have never dreamed from your field. You can just send them an email. You can research who are your peers in some other country, for example. So I think the easiest is LinkedIn, definitely. Just a and quick... there are some normal events that are organized here and there. Like I saw some invites on my LinkedIn for uh, business development groups in Dubai that they are inviting me for some events. But in my opinion and in my, in my work experience right now, the most powerful has been LinkedIn. Just a very quick sporting question. When we talk on the LinkedIn, yeah. uh, what, how do you see the newsletter of a business? I mean, let me tell you a story of myself. I mean, a few days ago, I wrote my first business letter, uh, I mean, newsletter, and I just published it on the LinkedIn I can't believe within within three to four days, I had more than 900 subscribers to that letter. Wow. It was so powerful. I mean, I was amazed. I was not expecting that people, almost 1,000 people would be subscribing my newsletter just within one week. I mean, so how do you see the newsletter? Is it really uh, fruitful for the business development? If yes, how? How we could use this, I mean, document for the business and development? So as you, as you said, like for you, you are not even expecting and it worked out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in some fields, let's say, maybe it will not work out. Maybe in a pharmaceutical field, I don't know, or oil and gas, maybe that will not work out. Maybe a different strategy would be working out for them. So I believe the best thing is to research and 
the best research is trial and error, like life. That will give you the best lessons ever. So I would say in your field, like in my previous field as well, yeah, newsletter was great, was a great tool. And especially when you interact from people from all over the world, like it's, it, it's amazing when you see the outreach that you can have. So, am I audible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're, you just disappeared. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just okay. So, what do you uh, how you know? Yeah, yes, you are audible perfectly. So, you know, every business has a vision, a mission, and some values and an overall strategy. And rest, every department and everything is just part of that thing. So what do you think how business development part could sync with the overall strategy and with the overall vision and mission of the company and how business development thing and the overall vision and mission could go in harmony and in synchronization? I think from developing a business, it takes a very strategic planning from professionals from the owner up to the employees so i think business development is an important part of any any person that is trying to launch its business out there and grow it so i think before you you create your business you need to create a strategy with measurable goals and action steps so I would say it's it's like a Bible. <laughs> it's definitely a department and a process that needs to be put in place from the beginning. So I, I don't think any business started without a business development plan, even if there were some specific points there, like vision, strategy, next steps. But I think it's definitely mandatory. Right, all right. You know, you know, the technology is emerging and technology is going ahead day by day. You know, it's changing. The world is changing every nanosecond. Since AI technologies, AI products are coming into the market, like I would say the example of chat GPT. <laughs> so how do you, yeah. Yes, How I love you see. Yes, I me too. And let me let me crack something. I mentioned in my first newsletter that my first letter I wrote it with Chat GPT. I give it a note. So, uh, I mean, how do you see the emerging technologies and how business development managers can uh, take the maximum benefit of these technologies? For the business development i think definitely every year comes like with new norms in relationships for example like for the past few years we are more online now we started as well uh, going back and forth um, 
as well using ChatGPT, like it's amazing. I even, one of my friends told me she wrote her cover letter with that. So I'm like, really? They can do that? And even one night I was staying with some of my friends that they are all in technology. And we were discussing about this, how developed it is. And they were like, you know what? Let's even ask if they can give us advice on how to break up with a person and the type of messages. And indeed, I was surprised the type of messages that it created. It was like, wow, really, it's, it's unbelievable. I cannot believe that this thing is on the market. So definitely it would be much more easier uh, in terms of communicating or um, writing emails, uh, messages towards customers because English uh, is not my first language and it will take me a, quite enough time to build in, like you said, a newsletter or right. a direct message to a customer to see if everything is correctly written and stuff. So I think definitely you can take advantage of these technologies. But at the end of the day, it's, proposing the value instead of direct selling and building that human relationship with a customer that will help you. So I think AI and all the other tools, video, CRMs are extremely useful. They can give you a hand, but they will not do the job for you. At the end of the day, I feel the relationship building is the most important and this are additional value to it. Right. And, you know, when a person joins uh, any company as a business development manager or whatever is the position in business development domain, they have they asked certain questions. What are the common questions that HR and interviewing persons ask when a person is joining as a in business development domain and what would you give some tips to the new people who would like to join any industry as a business development manager um in my case uh i'm i'm looking back i don't think i was ever because when i joined cisco i joined on a different position than business development and then it lead on to it so i was not interviewed um but i would say if they are interviewed and let's say they don't have experience they can capitalize and discuss in details about experiences real life experience um, and demonstrating how good they are in building relationship, interacting with people, uh, how good communicators they are, um, how they, they have a strategy in building planning. I think this is something that even as an person that will ask you from the HR department why you would be good for it if you don't have experience, you can think before the interviews a certain uh, occurrences happening in your life where you show that you have this. And if they are not 
nothing is coming to you maybe you can ask people around you because for example in my i have a mentor and we usually do this exercise once per year where i ask people that i have worked with previous managers friends from childhood friends from now on different um occurrences in my life that they were impressed by my skills because everyone is mostly aware of what they are not good at mm-hmm. and what they need to improve but it's good to see the perspective of others what are you good at because sometimes you just take it for granted so that's why i would say if someone prepares for an interview and they don't have any experience in business development and you feel okay i don't know how i'll present myself just take a couple of points or ask your friends ask your family uh when exactly they were impressed by you dealing in a specific situation and how you solved it how you made the plan on something so once you get that you just embellish the story and you can present it properly to a recruiter So I would say definitely sales skills uh the willingness to learn and develop not having ego that's a big one which most of the people are struggling with and taking things personally and not being reactive to situations and like I said actively listening and not trying to sell directly to a customer before you don't understand and just keep on asking questions because at the end of the day even if it's a recruiter or a client if they see how well you communicate and how well you engage they will give you a chance like for me i never came with a tech experience i never thought i would reach here and it's just my communication skills and building a relationship with a person that interviewed me uh with a recruitment agency with people that interviewed me in Cisco that they willingly gave me a chance to enter the company it wasn't that my experience i was coming with a background and i just fall into it all right all right so last question alexandra Are, am i audible yes 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 you are okay uh, your video is little bit i mean paused so i would little really? bit wait just yeah because um, yes now it's okay 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 so last question alexandra absolutely what general advice you would like to give to the new entrepreneurs to the new startup founders to the new people who recently entered into the business development or any industry any general advice on business on relationship on life anything your inspiration um thank you for that i would i would say definitely 
one of the most um, uh, important things is to keep on upgrading their skills because technology is emerging and is ever changing. So at least I'm, I'm not saying for you to get a course and uh, um, I don't know, complete Python, let's say, and not use it, but research and see what is it about and have at least a basic knowledge because you never know when you can apply that. So I would say always upgrade your skills. Um, always put yourself in uncomfortable situations and try something new because this is where you, you definitely find yourself and you find your strength. And if you have certain maybe fears in applying for a job, or an interview, a front-facing interview, you would remind yourself that you succeeded through ABC, and that will give you a boost of confidence in moving forward. Um, as well as, I would say this is for life. If it's not coming for you, then it was not meant for you. You don't need to knock at that door. <laughs> That always proved to me right. Like even I have a friend that applied 13 times to become a cabin crew and 13 times the universe God showed her that it was not for her, but she kept on insisting. So I would say when something is not falling into place, maybe it's not meant for you. So like, for example, you don't get a job. Maybe something better is coming for you that you don't even have a chance. So don't dwell on it. Don't get depressed. Opportunities are out there, especially in this age. So just continue upgrading yourself and trust yourself that you'd be able to succeed in no matter what situation. And just be kind and actively listening to the person. Right. So amazing, Alexandra. Trust me, the talk with you was really, really knowledgeable and insightful. And I'm pretty sure that the audience will uh, enjoy this whole talk and they will learn a lot out of all this conversation that we had. Once again, thank you so much for joining and hope in the future we would have more talks like and uh, really really it was really amazing talking thank you so much sir. thank you so much and i truly hope that through my experience you can at least get one thing that you can apply and you can find me on linkedin and if anyone has any questions feel free to drop me a message and i will uh, i will engage with Thank you, Alexandra.